Hi there and welcome to another Osler podcast. My name's Todd Fraser. While much work has been done to promote gender equality in healthcare in recent years, female doctors still face challenges that their male counterparts do not. This can be seen in disparities in salary, work conditions and career opportunities, highlighting that there is still much work to be done. Fiona McKenzie is an experienced mediator and coach and has founded a program to teach female doctors negotiation skills to help them in their quest to level the playing field. Fiona, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Todd. It's good to be here. Fiona, in your white paper, you list a number of issues that face uh, female doctors more frequently than their male counterparts. Can you describe some of these? Yeah, sure. So at the end of 2019, I did a lot of research in the field to try and understand what's going on for female doctors in Australia. And really, um, what I discovered fell into three broad areas. So there's a quite a significant gender pay gap in medicine. There's a lot of evidence of bullying and harassment for female doctors. And there's just broad scale gender inequity in medicine. Fiona, many of these are well known. What do you think needs to change to make an impact in this area? Uh, There appears to be growing awareness of the issues and organisations like the AMA are working on some plans to address it. But a lot of these things are going to take a really long time to address. If we look at things like the gender pay gap, the gap has ranged from 33% to 55% between male doctor's earnings and female doctor's earnings in the last few years, it's such a significant gap, it's going to take a long time to address. And I think um, while there are some initiatives and they really ought to be lauded, uh, the industry really needs some sustained attention on it so that there's some really lasting changes to the culture of medicine in Australia. Other sectors have done it, education and training Public administration, they've seen a lot of changes to values and cultures if they're championed by the senior people. Um, So I've seen that it does permeate industries, but medicine's um, on the slow side of things. I've also um, seen from my research that there has been a focus on resilience training, which I can understand as a process, but actually I've got a real problem with resilience training. Resilience is, well, it's defined as the act of coping with adverse conditions. Um, And is that really the message that we want to be sending female doctors? I don't think the answer to these systemic problems is really about fixing women. I think the change needs to be structural. Um, I think that there's a role for targeted coaching to help women, but I don't think resilience is the right focus. It's really implying that the the women should just be able to cope with the bad things that are happening. So I think it's appropriate that resilience training equip all doctors, men and women, to cope with demands of their workplace or their role and manage your health and well-being. But I don't think it's the answer to those really systemic problems like bullying and harassment and gender pay gap. I think there has to be uh, a, a better solution than that. And um, my premise really is that negotiation uh, skills are one way that women could learn to overcome some of these problems. Fiona, is it just that these issues are 
historical cultural issues that are continually perpetuated or are there other factors that are supporting the ongoing disparity between the way female and male doctors are treated? So the research shows that uh, female doctors, even from even doctors in training, are experiencing discrimination or bias uh, solely on the basis of their gender. And the rates of discrimination between men and women are really vastly different. So the research I did at the end of last year was showing that women experience discrimination at rates of 34%, whereas male doctors only experienced that at 6%. The real issue is that women are underrepresented in senior leadership positions in medicine. Men and women begin their medical careers at similar rates, uh, but the equal representation doesn't carry through in consulting positions and more senior roles. And so really what's happening is that young female doctors are reliant on these senior male doctors for promotions and opportunities in the workplace and they're observing bullying and harassment but they're fearful of speaking out and so they are systemic issues and until more senior uh, doctors are, until more women, until more female doctors reach higher positions then these issues will be perpetuated. Joining me today is Fiona McKenzie, who has founded a program to teach negotiation skills to female doctors in an effort to overcome gender imbalances in healthcare. This is just one of a series of podcasts found at our website at www.oslocommunity.com. You made mention earlier that negotiation skills are one way that uh, female doctors can approach this issue and um, potentially overcome some of these barriers. Can you elaborate on what uh, you mean by negotiation skills? So negotiation is really just a conversation. Um, I know that it sounds like something Donald Trump might do when he bangs on the table, but that's not what I mean by it. Negotiation is about discussing options and preferences and working through differences and looking for ways to reach agreement. So learning negotiation skills is actually learning about communication skills Um, I teach uh, what I call sustainable negotiation, which is about knowing when and where to handle difficult conversations. It's about preparing the content, planning the strategy for the conversation and equipping yourself in the best way that you can. So I really actually believe, and I've seen evidence of it, that for female doctors, learning negotiation skills could help these women um, in many ways. It could equip them to get more acknowledgement from male peers without jeopardising relationships. Negotiation skills obviously could help with the gender pay gap. If women know how to negotiate better salaries and working arrangements, then, um, then obviously that situation changes for them. And also the impact of bullying and harassment will be changed um, because good negotiators know how to monitor emotions and separate people from the problem and that that neutralises hostility. I call it the art of courteous defiance where um, women use um, skills to diffuse conflict and tension but still able to say no to something that they don't want to do and to ask for things that they want. So it's about understanding and building skills in assertiveness. Fiona, that intuitively makes a lot of sense. What are the barriers to 
well, female doctors in particular, but all doctors being able to negotiate. Are there known deficits in their approach to this sort of technique? I wouldn't say that there's known deficits. I think um, for all women, not just female doctors, there's a really clear evidence of a backlash and it all comes back to stereotypes. Women are supposed to be um, accommodating whereas men are supposed to be competitive and the research, uh, there's a lot of it out of Harvard, is showing that women are... um, there's a social backlash or a social penalty for women that step outside that stereotype and negotiate for what they want. And so um, sustainable negotiation that I teach is um, provide skills to women to work around that backlash but still pursue the objectives that they're chasing. And um, it really, it's about learning a new way of communicating where you're communicating assertively by which I mean you're protecting your relationships and also protecting your outcomes. Uh, And it means finding ways to um, get what you want without burning bridges while you do it. Now, without stealing your thunder about this, what are some of the tips that you have for female doctors who do wish to improve their negotiation skills? So I think the first thing I would have to say to any woman who wants to improve negotiation skills is just to prepare everything. I work with a model of substance strategy and self, so the substance is the content of the negotiation. The strategy is how you're going to go about it, um, when you make the ask, how you do it, what you what you need to consider. And then the self is really just preparing yourself emotionally for that. I'd suggest practising some defensive pessimism, so lower your expectations expectations about what's going to happen and prepare yourself for the worst. So I I always suggest that you think what is the worst thing that they could say to me and role play it with a friend. It almost desensitizes you to that that triggering statement or behavior. So then if it does happen, um, you're ready for it and uh, you're more prepared for it. So that would be my first tip, prepare everything. My second tip is to frame the request as communally beneficial. This is more research that's come out of the States that show that um, actually women are are really good negotiators and often better than men if they are negotiating on behalf of someone else or on behalf of an organisation. It's when they're negotiating for themselves that Women, women's performance is, is um, often not as strong as men's. So the way we do that to negotiate with, with a communal benefit is to frame your needs as something that serves the greater good or delivers benefit to the organisation. So instead of saying, you know, I've earned this, uh, I would suggest women practice things like, oh, I'm excited about having a bigger impact on the future of the organisation. And the women that I work with, we go through a lot of these coaching mechanisms about how to frame a request in a communal manner. My third tip is around um, being really quiet and listening really well. So the lesson is simple, just talk less and listen more. Doctors are really good at that. I know that doctors know how to actively listen and discern things that aren't being said when they're dealing with patients. And I think that female doctors should be using this skill in the negotiations, listening to the other party, not just to hear, but to understand. And don't be so fixated on what you want that you jump um, 
that you that you miss the important information. So really just build up your immunity to awkward silences. I think women in particular are really good at um, smoothing awkward social situations and if there's a silence, they jump in and fill the gap. So I would suggest just making sure you're using silence really well and listening carefully. And the fourth point I would suggest is to invest in negotiation training. So some people are born with the right skills to be great negotiators, but most negotiators are made, not born, and everyone can improve their skills. Uh, And um, if the gender pay gap and bullying and harassment that female doctors face, if there's any chance of that being overcome, then learning skills and a framework for negotiating should be a priority. Fiona, you've obviously been working with some clients in this space. Can you give us some examples of how this has been effective? Yes, I can. Uh, So I can tell you um, about one doctor that I worked with. She's a GP, but she also holds an advanced diploma of of obstetrics and gynaecology. And I worked with her because uh, she needed to have some really difficult discussions related to salary and work-life balance and career options. She wanted to continue working in her GP role, but um, she also had a growing practice in the GP obstetrics care. Uh, But the situation for her was that she was being paid at the same rate for all of her sessions, despite at least half of her caseload relating to the GPO role. She approached me because she felt she was really um, unable to have those conversations in an assertive way and she um, she said she knew that she was meant to be competent and she didn't want to feel uncomfortable but uh, she wanted to find ways to be more assertive. So I worked with her over a number of months and um, she had a stunning result from the negotiations that she then engaged with. She ended up having achieving a 28% pay rise as well as new hours of work and growth in competence so, uh, and confidence. So um, I've never heard of anybody negotiating such a stunning pay rise with only three months of coaching. It's, um, it was a really great outcome. And in subsequent conversations with her since we finished working together, um, she really is showing that that training has changed the way that she relates with her peers and uh, she's living proof that it can work, that you can negotiate more out of work and life without burning bridges. You offer advanced training in these skills. Can you tell us a little bit about your program? Yes, I can. Uh, so I offer a few different forms of programs. I do in-classroom teaching for groups, which is for men and women, uh, and uh, that starts with foundational programs through to quite advanced negotiation skills. But my, uh, the program that I do specifically with women, um, which I absolutely love and I'm really passionate about, is a 13-week one-on-one coaching program. I do it over Zoom um, so that nobody's got any travel time. So I was already Zooming well before 2020 made us all become proficient at that. And um, across the 13 weeks, the initial weeks cover a lot of theory about negotiation. Uh, The middle weeks are a lot of skill development and the final month is all about role playing and practice for a specific negotiation. So I work with women from a number of different fields um, in that area and all of them have seen significant benefits in the workplace and home life with renewed negotiation skills. 
Fiona, if anyone is interested in getting in touch, how do they do so? You can find me on LinkedIn, Fiona McKenzie, uh, but probably the easiest way is via my website, which is resolvingmatters.com.au. So I'd love to hear from anybody if they want to get in touch and find out more. Fiona, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast to share some of the insights into this area and good luck with the program. Many thanks, Todd. Thanks for joining us. For more great interviews just like this, visit our homepage at www.oslacommunity.com.